This is The Secret Place with Bishop Cyprian Williams, a podcast from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle in St. Kitsinevis. Join us for the message already in progress. Wonderful Wednesday afternoon. Yes, it is a beautiful day in the Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis. want to give God thanks and praise for this another opportunity that we can come together again. Yes, this is the secret place and I want to welcome you from wherever you are. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good afternoon to all of the champions. Good afternoon to all of the champions. Amen. God has been good. Amen. We can give him the praise, the glory, and the honor. Yes, that is due to his name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we give God all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Father, we celebrate you today. We thank you for your love and your faithfulness. God, even Lord, as you continue to speak to us, as you continue to encourage us, we thank you, dear God, that you are mindful of us. You are mindful of us, O oh God. Lord, you have us on your mind. And we thank you, dear God, that you will continue to perfect those things that concerns us. Lord, even right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are encouraging, Lord, those who are discouraged. God, even right now in the name of Jesus, you're comforting those who are mourning. And we thank you, dear God, that you're giving us, oh God, joy, oh God, unspeakable and full of glory. Bless your people even right now in the name of Jesus as they come in today. Lord, as they join this broadcast, wherever they are around the world, we thank you and we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So welcome, welcome one and all. Yes, welcome, welcome to all of the champions. We give God praise, glory, and the honor. Amen. We are going to um, press ahead here this afternoon very quickly because we don't have all the time um, and I don't want to be too long today. So um, let me just give God thanks and praise for you, all of you, for joining us today. Let's um, start today by looking at Exodus chapter 3. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me there. Yes, Exodus chapter 3. Um, it says, now Moses, we are looking at the same subject. And yesterday, as we were looking at um, the uh, prophetess, um, those who were prophetess in the Old Testament, I gave you a few names of those. And we looked at Miriam um, yesterday. We looked at Miriam yesterday with Zurian, and I think I just made one reference to Deborah. But we are looking now, we are going back at Moses, and it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, the priest of Midian. Okay, so if you understand that, the priest of Midian is flowing in the priestly office, and he says, and he led the flock um, to the back of the desert, to the back of the desert. So even sometimes when you hear people preaching that, you know, Moses was in the backside of the desert and all of those stuff like that. So you kind of know where they're getting those things from. And he came to um, Hebron. So he came there and the mountain of the Lord and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire from in the midst of the bush. 
And so he looked and behold that the bush was burning with fire, with burn, well burning with fire. And he says, but the bush was not being consumed. So there's a fire, but the bush is not being consumed. And that is, that is definitely not um, a natural thing. Because if you have a fire, then the thing, the fire will consume the thing that it is, uh, well, if it's a real fire. So we're seeing that, okay? And so then he's seen that the Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burning. So if you understand in this dimension, God was trying to get Moses' attention and then there's a spectacular thing happening, a supernatural thing happening right there that the bush is, well, there's a fire going on, but the bush is not being consumed. So in the midst of things, and let me just show you even with this, because we have to understand um, all this dimension of a God really gets individuals' attention. And that's where um, sometimes we get so mixed up in all kind of stuff and, you know, oh, you know, no, we have to understand that God wants to get our attention and he will use anything. So in this case, he's using this fire and the situation of the bush not being consumed. And that is why when we are praying and we are praying for individuals, we are, we are asking the Lord to give them an encounter. Reveal yourself to them. Hallelujah. Reveal yourself to them. Let them get it. Because when an individual really gets an encounter with God, their lives will never be the same again. Amen. Glory to God. So this is an encounter Moses is experiencing. And so when, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, he turned aside to look, God called to him, from the midst of the bush. Okay. So we are talking about God is trying to get his attention. When he realized that he got his attention. Then God called him from in the midst. So sometimes some persons are going through some situation. It's not unto death. It is not um, as, as some people say somebody has sinned. Who did sin? Is this man or his parents? No, he says no, but, but that the work of God should be manifested. And so we must discern the times and the season. We must discern who is at work. Sometimes the devil is at work. And sometimes it is God at, at work who is trying to get the person's attention. So when God saw that, the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I, here am I. Uh, you remember when we were looking at the same thing of Samuel? And, you know, Samuel ran to Eli and, you know, said to Eli that you call me. And when Eli, after he went back the third time, you know, Eli kind of perceived that something is up. God is calling the, the, the child. And he said, whenever you go, whenever you hear the voice again, you must say that, you know, I mean, um, speak, Lord, for your servant, hear it. Hear my speak, Lord. And so we are seeing how Moses said this thing. And then he said, he said, John, not nigh near um, to this place. 
Take off your sandals off of your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Somebody say encounter. Somebody say encounter. And all of us must reach to that place of revelation. Of where we, we experience an encounter with God. Really a real encounter. Um, wherever God wants to do that. Have that occur in our lives. We need that encounter. Moreover, um, he said, I am the, the God of your fathers. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I, listen, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry and because of their taskmasters. Listen, for I know their sorrows and so, yes, listen, so I have come down to deliver. I have come down to deliver. I have come down to deliver. You know, sometimes we don't understand um, some dimensions because I think that um, we, we kind of have a program in our mind of how God should move and, you know, all this stuff, how God should move and, you know, um, you know, you know, even how God delivers people. Let me tell you something. Um, even while the word is being preached and even I, I told somebody um, honestly yesterday, I said, look, I know that, you know, we shouldn't and I didn't quench. I just sense the Lord saying, okay, shift this way. But I know, I know that the service on Sunday was not really finished. If I could, if I could say that there is more. And so we have to get open up to even a deeper level of what God wants to do. I am telling you, ah, look, the service continued at home. The service continued even to the next day. Because what is happening is that, you know, people, it's not an encounter anymore of a man. It's an encounter with God. And, you know, you know, I can see and I can tell you prophetically that I saw things in the realm of the spirit dropping off of persons. And I got to say this because hear what the Lord said. I've seen the oppression. I have seen the bondages. I've seen how... You know, um, their taskmasters have taken advantage of them. I've seen, I've known their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them. I have come down to deliver. And I got to say this because deliverance is right up your avenue. I want to say this one more time. Deliverance is right up your alley. Deliverance is right in the atmosphere. You hear? Listen, listen, listen to this. And, and I want to, I want to look at this. I want to look at this. God said, I've come down, I've seen. Well, what this has to do with Moses? What this has to do with Moses? You see, in our days today, that's why many of us miss our season. We miss our season. We miss the area when the waters are troubled because... We are looking at things. And let me just show a few things here. So God, God is doing a, a miraculous thing there with the fire and the bush. 
He got, um, he gets Moses' attention. Moses look, he called Moses from. Oh my God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you in this season, some of you are going to hear the voice of God. You're going to hear the voice of God like never before. Calling you. Amen. He said, I've come to deliver. I, I, I've been saying it even yesterday and the day before. I'm saying to you prophetically right now, I'm speaking into your spirit that the thing that have, had you bound, the thing that had you bound for years, God says, I have seen it. I have known your sorrows. I have seen your tears. I've, my God, I, I, I've seen how many times you, you, you think about committing suicide because of the oppression, because of the taskmasters, because of the demonic activity. And God says, I have come down to deliver. Hear what he says now. I've come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptian and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land. To a land flowing with milk and honey. And to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the, the, the Jebusites. And he says, and he says, now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. I, I have seen the oppression with my God, with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore. Come now, therefore. Come now, therefore. In other words, I know that's this King James kind of nearly style. But he's saying right now, I am right now. Come right now. Right now. You understand me? Deliverance is not going to be down the road. Deliverance is now. Deliverance is in this season. And it says, come now, therefore, because I will send you to Pharaoh. I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? That's the same question many of us are asking ourselves. God, who, who, you know, why me? The task seems so great. I am nothing. Why are you calling me to do this? And let's, let's understand this even before we go along because I have some other passages of scripture but I'm going to continue on tomorrow. We're going to deal with Moses a little bit here. But let's understand this thing here that Moses did not see the oppression. Moses did not choose this path. And sometimes when God raises up a deliverer, a prophetic leader, a prophetic driver, somebody whose God is going to send ahead of you to bring forth deliverance, many people are fighting against their own deliverers. And listen to me, I'm not saying that the person, because we in ourselves cannot deliver. But we are positioned by God to steward, to speak on the behalf of God. We are positioned, my God, I hope you get that. I said we are positioned to speak on the heart. We don't do deliverance. We, we can't do that. We can't deliver a soul. Okay, in ourselves, we can't do it. It's God who empowers. So let's, let's put some things on the table. It was not Moses 
who went to inquire, who heard, saw, and then said to himself, well, I am going down there to come here, like what's going on, and all the other stuff. Uh -huh. Listen again. Let's put some things on the table. Let's establish some things. That the people, the children of Israel in Egypt, there was not a list of names like what people do. You know, in our, um, we hear about this in our region, and even maybe United States, when they're looking for candidates and people, they run what you call a, po a poll. They run a poll to see, um, you know, who, uh, what the poll may be saying and who will be the best person, the best candidate, and uh, according to what the poll says, and then they choose the, the best one or the best one they think and put it before best two, and then put it before the people, and then the people now will say, okay, we prefer this one and whatever. That did not happen. So even though they were crying, they didn't vote for their deliverer. Let me go over this again. They did not vote for their deliverer. They were crying and they did not even know who God was going to use. And let me say this one more time. They did not know who God was going to use. To bring about their deliverance. Here we see Moses here. Going about his own business. Taking care of his fathers-in-law um, flock. In the backside of the desert. And then God appeared to him. So why is it? Why is it whenever. Whenever it comes to a point. Um, after God selects. Put forward the deliverer then we now want to tell god well we, we, god hey moses really wanted him hey, hey, hey moses really wanted him you understand me because we always think that we know best and how you know and, 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 and how they should look and you know their, their their background and everything let me tell you something god is ready yeah when god is ready god heard their cry he heard your cry and he's sending forth someone who, listen, who is listening. Because I know this is a passage of scripture. Suppose that Moses did ignore the bush. Suppose he did ignore the, uh, the supernatural that he saw. Because that was a supernatural occurrence. It was um, a weird it was um, something that, you know, strange. Somebody says strange. Somebody says strange. And I'm going to give you this. Sometimes when you're too much in the comfort zone, you're too much in an area of what you know, what you can comprehend, what you can, yes, what you can explain. This is exactly what happened. Can I, can, I, can I teach today? This is exactly what's happening here with Moses. He could not explain it. The bush is on fire. It's not the first time he is seeing a fire. Being a shepherd, he must understand that it's, it's, it's a strange occurrence. Uh, because he's now looking at a bush that is on fire 
but it's not being consumed. Let me say, for example, it's not the first time that Moses encountered a fire. He was acquainted to fire. He was accustomed to fire. Because even out there in the field, fires are caught by the, 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 the sun. Yes, fires are caught um, you know, by, by, by the sun shining and bright object. You know what I mean? And then it, it you know, propels somewhere else or reflects somewhere else on a leaf. And then all of a sudden the heat direct to the leaf. You know me from the sun coming uh, there, and you, you, you know those of you who did science in, in school, you will kind of understand that th this is possible. And then he's, a fire could be caught like that. So you don't need no match, you don't need no oil. And but the thing that was happening is that um, it was it was it was it was a fire, but the, the leaf was not being burnt. And that is what caught Moses' attention. I want to say to you in the preparation as we continue this 90 days. As we continue because I believe it's going to be a setup for greater things than we have seen before. I'm going to continue on this verse on tomorrow. But imagine this. Imagine. Imagine this. Oh my God. Imagine a strange fire. L listen, listen, listen. I did not say, I did not say because a Moses who lighted. God was in the fire. And when he got Moses' attention, he said, he called, uh, oh my God, called to Moses out of the burning bush. So it means that that fire, that supernatural occurrence actually was set to get Moses' attention. It comes a time when your deliverance is set and God is looking for man or woman. He's looking for individuals, some champions. He's looking for some set ones in the earth realm that will say, yes, Lord, here am I. Send me. And so Moses started to say, Boy, you know, I, you know, who am I? Verse 11. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Who am I? You know, sometimes, and I believe this is going to be confirmation to somebody. You know why? I believe that God is speaking to somebody, even right here in this broadcast, to go and speak to somebody. But you're afraid. You're afraid. You're afraid because it's the same thing. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I that I should go and talk to them? But we, if we're talking about in the season of accuracy, in the season of um, really being precise, it means... In, the, in this in this season that we are living in, it is 90 days. And as God is training us, we have to be obedient. Remember what he says. Instructions plus obedience equal what? Equal what? Equal victory. 
So we have to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. So Moses said, Oh Lord Jesus, he said, You know, who am I? And then, he, you know, and so he, he, he said, I will, uh, God said to him, I, I, uh, I will certainly be with you. And he said, I will give you signs. I will give you signs. Then, 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 then Moses even went on to say, you know, what shall I do? What, 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 if I go, what should I say? What name? What is his name? What should I say? And God said to Moses in verse 14, tell, said, I am the I am. When you go to Pharaoh, tell him that the I am that I am has sent you, sent you. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell him the I am that I am. Somebody said the I am that I am. The all sufficient God. The all existing God. It means that when God, when, when, when God is telling Moses to tell Pharaoh. He says the all existing. There will be none. There was none before me. And there will be none after me. The all-powerful God, the ever-present God. You know, I, I, I don't want to go too much today because I promise you I won't stay too long. And I'll stay here. Your deliverance and my deliverance is set. I said, it's a set time. The set time for God's deliverance. For Yes, I'm talking about for God to bring forth deliverance in my life and in your life is set. The time. The time clock is set. And it's not going to happen where many people think, oh, how is it going to happen? Because some people think, you know, because according to how we have it in our Pentecostal churches, you know, we go up to the altar and then we lay hands on, you know, and all this and stuff, and then we start vomit out certain things. Let me tell you something. Some of you are going to get deliverance home on your toilet. Some of you are going to get deliverance in your car. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God is going to hit you and you're going to have to pull over. And you're going to break down in tears. Some of you is going to be not a point of area of, of vomiting out anything. Some of you is going to come to brokenness. Tears going to run down. Hot tears. I remember I got one, a, a, a deliverance a time with that. With hot tears. At the time I was so perplexed with all sorts of things. I felt depressed, I felt, and that was earlier before because it was a battle between, I sure shared this already, it was a battle um, between when God was calling me into ministry and I was so comfortable where I was and I was so perplexed because even though I wanted to stay and I hear when God says, no, you have to go out, but then at the same time, you know, you, you had people you know, he start to stir up the nest. And I was so perplexed. And I remember God brought forth deliverance to me, not by no man laying no hands on me in that area. Yes, I've had hands laid on me, yes. But I'm talking about that one where, my God, hey, God, they, look, I just, 
God, God brought forth the deliverance that I needed. And then hot tears flowing down. Glory to God. You don't need a man all the time. Amen. He took me. He took me to a park. A place. Nobody had to lay no hands on me. I remember um, clearly. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, there's sometimes God got to get you so. But what happened? What happened even to me is that a word was triggered. Somebody spoke a word in my life and it triggered that deliverance. And so in these days, that is why your ears must be anointed, your eyes must be anointed, and your mouth must be anointed. Because you must hear. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to end here. And I just, I'm going to end with this statement. In this season, you will hear more than what is said. Some of you are going to be hearing more than what I actually say. Some of you, while I'm speaking, while others are presenting in this 90 days, God is going to interrupt the signal. And I'm talking about where the signal is going to be um, rotating or blocking. But what happened? You are going to hear the voice of God in the midst of this. And when you go back to play back the, the broadcast or play back the power up or play back the service, you will realize that my God, you the man of God didn't say that, but you heard it. But you're going to hear it as though it's coming from me or coming from whoever. But it's not going to be me who's saying it, you know. Is the Lord going to use even my voice or the other the person's voice speaking to you? You're going to start hearing the voice of God very clear, very very clear. And I stay there for for tonight for today. Uh, may God bless you. Remember the session this afternoon. Amen. Glory to God at the sanctuary. Amen. Glory to God. I don't know if they are going to bring it um, live. But if you see a notification, then you'll jump on, okay? Six o'clock. But even though if they don't bring it live, remember this evening, six o'clock, spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in prayer. I'm telling you, your ears must be anointed. You are going to hear. In the atmospheres, you are going to hear what was not said. Oh, Lord, you're going to hear more. That's why you, you, you'll be hearing Things like this, that this word is going to be preached even in your home. This word is going to be preached even in the car. This word is going to be preached even in the week. Because God is doing his thing. May God bless you. May God bless you. See you on, on tomorrow. See you on tomorrow. Amen. Tomorrow at noonday we are going to continue. God bless you. Amen. Those that have an ear, those that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Bless you. You have been listening to a podcast from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle in St. Kitsinevis. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and be on the lookout for more. God bless you and have a great day.